All right, welcome back to Nobody Asked For This. I am Keaton. And I am Brandon. And this is episode five of Nobody Asked For This. We took a uh, week off last week. We did. What was it? What did we... We couldn't line our schedules up, but what... Or no, what was last week? Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving. But didn't we? No, we just, we're just busy. Yeah. So been, life gets in the way of stuff. Right, it pays us, you know. Yeah, we're not getting paid for this. We don't have any sponsors or anything. Um... A toothpaste thing got me on Facebook today. Silver City, hit us up. We will take your money. Because um, we know you got boatloads of it. But a toothpaste thing got me on Facebook today and had. Um, and it was a really good ad because it, so it was this, you know, well-off slash millennial-looking guy. And they, he's like, you know, my toothpaste don't work. This isn't a toothpaste. It's a tooth serum. And, and they have this dude in the dentist chair and he has him lean back. And they've got the little, like, gun thing spreading his yeah. lips open. And he squirts the toothpaste stuff on his tooth, rubs it, and then rubs it up, and it's, like, visibly different. And then he's, like, scrub, scrub, scrub. You know, it's, like, visibly different. And um, so it's tooth serum, not a toothpaste. Bought it. Did it. So oh, you bought it? Yep. Dory's in there. And in the room. Dory, I bought it. Is It's only, like, $19. So, I mean, expensive what's, toothpaste. Unless you should be in Italy. I don't know. What? Oh. What was what? Hello? It's a tooth serum, not a toothpaste. Um, listen, I I have always not had perfectly white teeth. Like I've just had like light yellow teeth. And I've tried all the whitening strips and tied tried all the things. I don't have a horrible diet at all, but I just I think I just naturally don't have white teeth. And so uh, hopefully that works out. And hopefully if you get some, your wife doesn't go. $15 from the other room while you're filming and recording a podcast. So I'll let you know what the tooth serum. Yes. I want to know. Tooth the serum. It sounds like truth serum. I think that's the spinner. <laughs> that's what they're trying to Oh, oh, maybe. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so. <laughs> you didn't put it. Like, no, I didn't. I, didn't. I was like, oh my gosh, it looked like the dust to the teeth. <laughs> that's how they get you. But one of my uh, friends, and you know this person as well, but we'll leave them unnamed, but. Um, their child does things sometimes and they're like, what the heck? You know, like, what were you thinking? What are you doing? So let's see if we can dive into the teenage mind for a second. Oh. Why are teenagers, preteens so stupid? And it's not an insult because we've all been that age. Yeah. Right. But why are and they I so stupid? Well, um, we, put you on the spot. We can go with the scientific <laughs> answer. Science, science. Um, okay. You know, critical thinking has not kicked in yet. Okay. Um, and I think it's what the frontal cortex or the frontal lobe. The frontal lobe is not fully developed until you're 25. You work in a hospital, don't you know that stuff? Yeah, that's that's what they think me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So I think it just when you are at a certain age, especially when you're 15 or 16. You're going through your hormones, mm -hmm. and you might be like, you know, you might be in a public school or a private school or a home school or whatever. You got all the questions, a lot of things are happening to your body that you don't know, a lot of feelings you're getting for the first time. There's some video they do in public school, like you're changing body or something like that. Yeah, I just I just think of the Captain America pulling the chair around. Let's <laughs> talk about you. Uh, and so I think it just you know you say things or do things that you don't. Think, yeah, you know, retrospectively, you know, or in like in hindsight, like probably looking back on it, probably wasn't a good idea to sneak out at night or whatever you did. Uh, and you'd have a teenager and say, you know, you think that was a good idea? No, they know. Yeah, they're not stupid. 
but they do stupid stuff. Yeah. We did stupid stuff. Oh, for sure. I've, I've done a my great deal of foolish things <laughs> in my teen. How many have said? My five years removed from teenage now? Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Five years removed from teenage. That hurts. 19-year-old, that doesn't feel like a teenager. When it comes to college, you're at college yeah. age. You're out of a teenager and might be out in the house or probably still doing stupid stuff. Oh, for sure. I did but stupid stuff when I was 18. Moral of never stop doing too. That's true. It's like the <laughs> The calendar just gets more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> when you when you go through a midlife crisis and buy a motorcycle, yeah, it's like you were a teenager. You would have done that if you had enough money. Yeah, yeah. And then that mistake is a monthly payment. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not your grounded for three days or, yeah. or whatever. Or your curfew is different now. Um, but moral of the story is that they just don't think through the consequences. They can't see past the moment. And I don't think that um, you know when they do dumb stuff that they're thinking about how it's affecting other people like their parents or yeah. siblings or or other ki- kids around them or whatever so inside the teenage mind it's also social pressures too social pressures you know this person did that thing they didn't get in trouble they this person or they get to do that all the time yeah I, they told me to do it i had to mm-hmm. so yeah moral of the story is your kids aren't stupid they just do stupid stuff yeah um and if they don't do stupid yeah. stuff yet they're gonna so psh, just wait just Put the timer on and and just see how long it takes. Um, kind of goes into our next one though, and I wanted to talk about or I wanted to get on a soapbox about this is youth sports. Oh, um, and yeah, and so you and I have slightly different experiences with youth sports, but similar at the same time. And so, um, but youth sports I think are totally different, even from when we were in them, and then when like my brother, who's eight years older than me, was in them. And they're super crazy, and I think maybe even more time-consuming than they were back then, you know, 10 or so years ago, 15 years ago. Um, and they've just gotten out of control, I think. Out of control what way? I think the time commitment for the family. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at youth sports <clears throat> now, so if it's baseball or club volleyball or basketball or whatever it is, yeah. but if you're on those club teams and they're traveling or whatever— you know, the kid has practiced, you know, five or six times a week, and it's, you know, definitely more than an hour, maybe like more than two hours a night. And then, you know, if it's not every weekend, multiple weekends throughout the season, they're yeah. gone and they're probably out of town. It's not just, you know, at the local gym um, that then the family has to also, you know, be at because they're going to take their kid. They're going to go support their kid. Maybe they have other kids that have to come along also. And it's just turning into this lifestyle, not so much um, for physical activity or bettering the kid, you know, physically or athletically or making them a better, you know, well-rounded individual, I think, where it's becoming this thing that detracts from maybe the family is what I see from the outside looking in on something. That's probably not the situation for everybody. Right. Right. But... um, I think that I have, maybe it's just that I've gotten older and that I look at it this this way now is that I see damage that's probably done, um, whether it's to the kid or to the family as a whole, with super, super intense youth sports. And I say that as someone that competed at a high level in my sport and that took a lot of time and money from my family to do that sport. Um, so not saying it, you know, being naive or anything but like i i just think that looking at now uh like 
I'll be hesitant to probably put my kids in certain sports because of the potential outcome that could come out of it. Thoughts, Brandon, go. All right. So, with the, are you saying happy that, number three, Silver City, if you want to throw that sponsorship money at us? Yep. Are you saying that the caliber of the sport is too competitive mm-hmm. at the end? Or are you saying just that the, just of how demanding it has become? Okay. So, I think, yeah. yeah. And I don't think there's a way around it. I just think yeah. that it's demanding. Yeah, I definitely think that sports is at a higher elevation than it was when we were adolescents playing. Um, maybe that's because of media being more important, or maybe there's more um, eyes on sports. So then maybe it's just there's more money put towards sports nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and may, maybe like back in the day, there's less opportunity to play sports depending on where you lived or if you were good enough to play. So there was less you know, a demanding schedule. But now I feel like everybody in their dog plays sports, no matter how yeah. athletic they are. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, because there was an A team, B team, C team. Yeah, exactly. Like, when I was in, it was like you either on the varsity or you do it Arizona, and that's it. And if you didn't make it, you didn't make it. Sorry, try again next year. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, okay, you know. Everybody's a winner. Yeah. Like, like one kid who's never touched the ball in his life is going to be on the team. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be practicing three times a week, and he's going to be traveling a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think even I played high school basketball and we did practice three times a week in a game once a week, uh, sometimes two games if there's a tournament or whatever on the weekend. So that wasn't too demanding, but I also was in cross country and track and they kind of intertwined every once in a while, every season. So that was a demanding, but that was multiple sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also just something you have kids doing multiple sports nowadays. Mm-hmm. You got a kid in track, you got a kid in cross country, you got a kid in football, you got a kid in soccer, you got a kid in baseball, and you got a kid in fall ball. And then those kids do yep. sports in the summertime, yep. which also the summer ball or yeah. do whatever, AAU or whatever your kid's in. So I think it's just sports has just grown exponentially, which has a larger bandwidth for people to play, allowing more of the family to be intertwined with the schedule. Um, so maybe it's just, you know, just that's how it is. But I think it is too demanding for sure. I think it's good to, I mean, I'm not a parent at all, but I feel like you just put your kid in a sport and then see if they like it. And if they don't like it, don't make them play it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I am I know I'm not going to have my kid play kid a sport that they don't yeah. enjoy because that would be pointless. Now you probably have yeah. finished the season. Oh, yeah. But we're yeah. not going to continue to play something that you don't have fun doing, yeah. you know, and we don't see a value in. Um, but then, like, you know, if we look at, a sports schedule like a, a club volleyball player um she's practicing you know five times a week and then has a tournament on the weekend um you know and the, and the practices are two hours yeah and they're in the evening they're like start at six go to eight or whatever when he's sitting down his family to eat dinner when are you making sure you have to date on your homework when are you having meaningful conversations with your parents or when are they actually getting a parent you know and instruct their kid spend uh, time with them now maybe they're getting that you know on the car rides there maybe that's a thing that you know mom and, and daughter or dad or whatever get to bond on those car rides and like that's meaningful to them yeah. but as a broad look at it i doubt that that's happening you yeah. know especially if you throw a bunch of kids in the mix so you've got three kids right yeah. just running on place but all doing like sports yeah um and people also don't realize because i remember when i was in high school we were you know playing like okay you know my buddy you know, let's call him Jerry. He has a family thing. He's not going to be playing tonight. Mm-hmm. That never happens anymore. They're no. always playing. No. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, doesn't matter what's going on. No. Yeah. 
you're gonna miss your grandparents' funeral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or you're going to, but you're gonna be practice the next morning. Yeah, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I just feel like there's less missing of games and practices, and maybe that's just in fear you won't get minutes later. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, but, sure. I mean, I remember like just playing basketball my freshman year. I wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't very good, I wasn't gonna play. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and especially me as like a you know. If I'm a parent of a kid and my kid's not playing, but he's trying really hard, I'm not going like, to bring him to every single game because he's not going to play. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to – he's going to watch him on the bench the whole entire time. No, he'll miss one or two games or whatever. He's not going to play anyway. <laughs> Just try harder in the summer and train. That's what I do. Yeah. If I wanted to play, I'd work my butt off in the summer and get minutes in the fall. I know. It's just something to think about. Like, there's youth sports are different now. And yeah. I think the people before – They're expensive. They're expensive. Um, but like, gotta figure out what is important to you as a family. Yeah, important to you for your kid, and vice versa. That's uh, just like unexperienced, uneducated opinion. Uneducated, yeah. unexperienced, yep. childless. Yep. Yes, take it as a grain of salt. But yeah, maybe like three grains of salt, or just one. Right. You know, a little bit more weight on there. Right. Season grain. Salt. Season. Lowry. Pink Himalayan. Pink Himalayan salt. Just yeah. A large. Oh you know, yeah. Yeah. It's not a grain, it's a chunk. Yeah. But um did you did you look at our next topic? Well, we got it's in the way. Silver <laughs> City hit us up, call us. Uh, well, we oh we got we got religion, small turn versus big Yeah, I just thought you know, we'd get a little spicy. So we talked about politics. Talk about and be blind. Okay. Talked about uh, politics last time. Yeah, I think well, from my experience You grew up in a small church. I did grow up in a small, small church. church. Well, kinda, yeah. I grew up in a big church. Mm-hmm. Now I go to a medium church. Yeah, you probably go to a medium church. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's 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 yeah, probably medium. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I grew up, I grew up in St. Louis, which is a heavily Catholic town. This well, oh yeah, I know this Catholic church was like is it most people Catholic? Yeah, the majority of St. Louis, oh. I would say, would associate or associate as Catholic. Um, yeah. it, it, I mean, originally in St. Louis, it, I'm clear the they they're Catholic. <laughs> yeah, it was founded by a by a Catholic French guy. Um, so. It's just pretty heavily Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a special community Springfield area. This place is ridiculous. I mean, I when I moved down here for college, I was church shopping and all rock guy. What the heck? I saw people speaking tongues for the first time. I've never seen that before. Oh, really? Entire, no, dude, never. I was just shell shocked. <laughs> and then I I saw like fog machines and the worship, and I was like, what is happening? Don't warn me for this. <laughs> Uh, Nobody said there'd be fog machines. Well, I just didn't ex- expect that. I mean, I grew up in a, like, we were, went to a Southern Baptist church, and then we moved to a different Baptist church, and then we ended up going to a small uh, Presbyterian church. Um, and that's where I think I mainly grew up mm-hmm. with my, like, that's where I really founded my faith was in that smaller church. Because um, it's not, it's, I like it because it's more time to be intimate about things. Yeah. Um, like, especially with worship. Uh, you just you feel like it, uh, you know corporate small worship is something I think is is important. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with a big church at all. Um, you know, I think it's it's important to have um, as many people as can go to church should go to church. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes things can get lost in translation mm-hmm. in big churches, but also in small churches, there's mm-hmm. there can be you know uh, legalism, yeah, which which can you know bear a lot of bad fruit. Yeah. Uh, so there's definitely pros and cons to both. But you grew up going to a big church, so you can you can talk on that. Yeah, no, I think we're like, we're like on the same page in that. There's pros and cons to both. Yeah. Um, and you know, nowadays every church has a mission. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just 
yeah. come to church. Every church has got their thing, yeah. right? Yeah. And there are some things that suit a smaller church better than a big church, a medium-sized church, you know, and all of that. And I think that like a, a benefit of a bigger church is that they're gonna it's more people, right? Mm-hmm. So you might be reaching more people, maybe. Um, and the smaller church might be reaching people in a more intimate way mm-hmm. and a, a deeper way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's like a, a pro and a con for those two, right? Yeah. Um, and but I definitely think that there's a place for both of them. Um, I think that not every big church is a bad church. You know, like, you know, they're on the news a lot. They get in the um, in in a bunch of articles written about them because this person said that or they're doing this. And I think there are bad ones out there, but there are also bad small churches. Yeah. You know, and there's yeah. tyrannical pastors of, of 20 people, you know, and there's yeah. tyrannical dudes of 20,000 people. Um, yeah. And the the kind of topic that I wrote down is small church versus big church, but it's got to be small church and big church, I think. Like, yeah. They both serve a mission. They both have Christians in them. They both have Christians leading them. And think that the, the thing that Christians, churchgoers, whatever you want to call you know, the large body has to figure out is that they can both coexist. They both, you know, have pros and cons. Yeah. Because there are sinful people leading them and sinful people are part of them. Um, and we can't be ragged on each other. Um, yeah. What do you think are some stereotypes of big churches? Um, like when you say, oh, I go to the, I go in some church. We think is the first thing that comes to someone's mind. Um, well, now that you say that, I can't think of a single stereotype. Um, but let's see. Um, you'd give me a stereotype, and then I'll probably be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I guess I would just think about, you know, like vacation Bible school uh-huh. or, or like Upward um, or something like that, thinking about, oh, okay, well, you go to this church, you probably um, have your kids all in this, or mm-hmm. you might, you know, you might not believe in this certain topic. Mm-hmm. That I would believe. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conservative church. Yeah, but yeah. Who are you to judge? Who will believe in what just because of what church they go to? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that kind of goes with all these denominations. Yeah, that that are. I think a lot of denominations, especially in, I think are f- developing in Springfield are the non-denominational churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. Um, sure. I would go. I, I mean, I go to a, a non-denominational church. I guess you, you consider it. And yeah. then there's Assemblies of God, which is also a pretty big prevalent. Um, things Springfield. in Springfield as yep. well. Headquarters um, is here. Yep. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of people like kind of get off. Is that's the problem? I think that's like small church versus big churches because, you know, people. Oh, you're non-denominational. You can't you can't prescribe to just one single you know, denomination. Well, that's not that's not because there wasn't denominations in in Jesus. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't think you know John the Baptist or you know or you got Pentecostals yeah. or you got Presbyterians or you got uh, Methodists, um, Arminians. One out of them in my head. Doesn't matter. Uh, uh, you know, okay. you came up with stereotypes. Oh, there we go. Um, so uh, you know, you get the lights and fog and flames and 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 cold sparks and everything. Yeah, the big churches. Um, and then you know, you got the the Instagram pastor. You know, they got nice hair. They got nice clothes. They yeah, they cool stuff. And they yeah. got the reels on Instagram or whatever. Um, and then um, let's see. Oh, you know what? What I heard when I was growing up because I grew up in. the like the largest church around here. Mm-hmm. One that I always had people ask is, do they, don't they have access to your bank account? Oh, yeah. And I'd say, what? And they'd say, yeah, don't they, can't they see how much money you have? No. I don't think so. Can't, 
can't say they knew. Um, gone there for 15 years. They don't. They don't. Um, now, what people are getting at is like that you can like direct deposit your tithing. Yeah. Which like, I don't know. Like every medium sized church has a thing where you can set up like automatic tithing. You know. Yeah. Um, but that's what they're getting at. And uh, oh, there's a couple other ones. Is people would just be like, oh, don't they do this? Spend Springfield News Leader saying that. <laughs> um, but there are stereotypes, and then there's stereotypes with little tiny churches. Yeah. You know, um, that, that they can be legalistic or that they can be, you know, closed off maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and both have bad things and both have good things. Yeah. But we all need yeah. to um, get just that we're all on the same team. Even though we may look at some things differently, yeah, um, you know, because if we believe that that um, Jesus is God and that you know He died for your sins, um, and you know we can have everlasting life with Him, then we can be Christian. But then there's these other things that we maybe split us up, yeah, denominational wise, like grape juice versus one, <laughs> yeah, or infant or believers baptism, mm-hmm. and then there's there's things that are like personal convictions that like oh i believe this or that mm-hmm. that you can be outside of a denomination yeah. kind of view yeah um because like we both go to non-denominational churches so like we don't have one that's like a denomination kind of thing right but then on the third level you and i look at things differently yeah um and still consider each other christian just shouting out you people that say the kids aren't Christians, and the Baptists aren't Christians, and the and the aren't Christians. Only the Fourteenth Baptists of Georgia are Christians, and we're the only ones going to heaven. Yep. <laughs> but anyways, we're on the same side, okay? But so the Garden of Eden isn't independent. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I love Mormons so much. I'm not even saying that sarcastically at all. I literally love you Mormons out there. So, so much. Yeah, you know, I, I went to Salt Lake City this summer, and I didn't realize, like, I knew, like, Utah was a... a Cappy, Salt Lake City. Number four. Was a prominent, like, Mormon area. Utah? Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't know it was mm-hmm. that heavy. I think, um, Jory could say, but, like, when they were all being persecuted here in Missouri, they all went out there. Yeah, um, I believe so. Yeah. So... It was. It's just crazy, because I didn't expect to see all those Mormon temples in there. Mormons are so cool. I mean, the temples are pretty cool, though. Oh, we got that big nice. All the structures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And every Mormon I met is very nice. They're all masked by all them. Nice. They're so nice. Yeah. They're put together. They're educated. They're all smart people. Yeah, for sure. We don't run into a stupid Mormon. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Have you ever ran into a stupid Mormon? No. Every Mormon I know is smart. Yeah. I'm just calling how it is. <laughs> what do you think that means? No, they just put a high value on education. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, uh, the re- I think the religion or the, if you want to say denomination, um, like Mormon parents in general put a high value on education. Yeah. Formal education. Yeah. So, um, be all, you. yeah. Be well, you. I don't know, man. Just, yeah, like, Brigham Young University. That's what they raised for, I'm pretty sure. Brigham. Brigham. Brigham Young. Brigham Young. Yeah. Brigham Young. Oh. <laughs> I did not see you say like that. <laughs> is that what you heard? That's what I thought you were saying. Oh, gosh. Yeah. No. What is it? Ring by spring. Yeah. That's, that's in, a bab- or not, in any Bible college. Ring by spring, right? I don't know. Right, Dory? Ring by spring? Yeah. Oh, like ring by, wedding ring. Wedding ring by spring. Oh, yeah. MRS degree. Yeah. So there's a stereotype for like just Christians in general, probably. 
Getting married young. Bible college, yeah. Getting married young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, okay. So, to, to leave religion now, uh, fast food, Brandon. Fast, fast food. What is your top three rankings of favorite fast food places? If you have to eat fast food, because I think Brandon and I probably don't eat a lot of fast food, but fast food, time out. What classifies, what classifies as fast food? Um, I think anything that has a drive through Okay, if we're going by that. Yeah. Uh, and let's leave out, like, regional things or... No, we can have them Local more. places? Yeah, think, okay. let's see. Yeah, we really got local places. I know this. Number five, Sodar City Taffy. Sponsor us. Yeah, I know this, broad, this podcast is going. Brought to Sodar City Saltwater International. Well, People will understand. Bitch of black sheep. All right, top three. Top three. You know, I got to say it. Uh, Wendy's is pretty reliable. Yep. Wendy's is a reliable place. Um, they'll get your order right probably 85% of the time, <laughs> which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have blue Powerade, though. They don't have blue Powerade. Red Powerade? Only orange or red Powerade. Orange. He's from St. Louis, people. Orange Powerade. They only have those two flavors of Powerade. Isn't that wild? Because McDonald's has a monopoly. Why would you have Powerade but not blue? Because McDonald's has a blue Powerade. That's stupid. Aren't they both Coca-Cola? Yeah, they're owned by Coke. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so, yeah, with these, uh, we need just could not get our hand on the blue parade. I guess you couldn't. Uh, and then, I mean, so is that your number three? I would say that I'm not, I'm gonna just put them out there and then I'll, then I'll stack. Them. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I gotta say it, Canes. I'm not pretty with you at all, but okay, okay. that's okay. Uh, I just every time I see a Canes, I'm like, that's a good place to go. And then Panda. <laughs> You're such a loser. <laughs> you get so much food for like eight bucks. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> what? It's a, you said anything with a drive-through. I know. No, anything with a drive-through. I'll give it to you as a drive-through, but because you know I'm just, Panda Express. I love Panda Express. I know. I know. There's people out there that you know. I got go live. <laughs> I got the, I was up to for 30 minutes because of Panda, you know, I got all Panda the rest I'll put in the, like, non-Chinese, Chinese category, same as you would put in Mexican Villa as non-Mexican, Mexican food. Yeah. I know, it's just a white person to call Mexican food, Mexican food. Actually, you know what Mexican food that let me down last week? What? Primas. Primas let me down. They let me down. Why? Well, it was my wife's birthday, and... No, Kasud said 34. She's not 34. <laughs> um... <laughs> and she likes Mexican food, so I was like, okay, what's by work? And I'm looking at Primo's, and like, mm-hmm. not that far. Wait, wait, you didn't have a reservation somewhere? No. You were know, just like, you know, just. She wanted me to, be, be, she wanted me to pick it up, so I was like, yes, ma'am, I'll pick it up. All right, anyways. I'm just like, no, first anniversary. Oh, it's her birthday, not the anniversary. Never mind. Joe, you're right. I'm stupid. <laughs> but you're like, you're not born in hell. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not Mormon. Yeah, we're about a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Anyways, it's her birthday. It's her birthday, and I picked <laughs> up Primus, and it was hot dog water. Really? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Like, it was bad. They just put a bunch of crap in the together. There was no flavor, man. No flavor. There was no flavor. Um, you know, if Primus wants to give me a free meal because I said this, they should. Primus, if you want to sponsor us because of this bad review, then you know, feel free to sponsor us. I'm not bashing the re- logo on the. On the I'm screen. not bashing the restaurant. I'm just saying I had a bad experience. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I I usually have good food, Primus. Um, I like their queso that has the ground beef in it. Okay, so stack them. Okay, so we got. <clears throat> I'm gonna do Wendy's number one. Wendy's number. It's just like so local, and you're always gonna be by one local. Like yeah, no matter where you go. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. They're uh, so. I should, I should say, I should say, local, 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 local. Uh, 
And then I'm gonna say uh, panda, and then canes. Panda the canes. Okay, so I've got five guys. Do they have a Do they have a drive through? No, but can we count them as trash? You can You really said the classification was drive through. Oh gosh. Okay. 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 Um, crap. So let's do. Let's do. Um, I'm gonna say, uh. Uh, White Castle. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you just say White Castle? Like, what blue collar worker are you? <laughs> I tell Durham I'm a baby blue collar worker because I work on the laptop in the week and then usually in uh, with my Bloody. on the weekend. <laughs> I can't believe you just said White Castle. <laughs> okay, White oh, Castle. You remember you just went out the window. I don't know what oh, Taco Bell. Okay, Taco Bell oh. another one. So White Castle, Taco Bell. And uh, let's say uh, in and out. So, um, in and out, yeah. What you don't like in and out? I put Shake Shack above in and out. Well, I like Shake Shack, but I don't think I've ever been to a standalone Shake Shack. What do you mean, like with a drive through? There is one in St. Louis and Chester. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Um, well, Shake Shack takes honorable mention for both of us then. Um, okay, so let's see. Taco Bell, it doesn't matter where you get it. It will always be reliable because they use the same two ingredients in every single item. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just beans, cheese, good to go. So Taco Bell, I'm going to do uh, number two, In-Out number one, and White Castle number three. Now listen, 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 listen. White Castle, it's not their whole menu. It is literally specifically only their little regular hamburger cheese Sliders, the cheeseburger sliders. That's it. That's the only thing I like from them. I could That's the only back... thing they have, isn't it? No, I think they have, they have a full menu, but I could knock back 20 of those. And specifically, if we want to get specific, I could literally eat 20 of the White Castle frozen, like they sell it in the frozen aisle at, at, the, at the grocery store, and you warm them over the microwave. I could eat 20 of those. I don't even have to be from White Castle. I put McDonald's above White Castle. No, you can't. Even though McDonald's has raised their prices oh, really? a lot, man, it's like, good for people. Um, yeah, McDonald's. Oh, yeah, so comment below if you think White Castle should be served <laughs> to human beings. <laughs> or it should be made, <laughs> or, pres- or it should be specifically just prescribed for dog food. It's just, it's just gerbil food. Um, anyways, this has it, been... in and out really? Yeah, I like in and out You don't like in and out They want a good chocolate shake. I went there once, and I wasn't like, right? Maybe I didn't order. I don't think I ordered right. Yeah, you didn't order right. I didn't get yeah. the animal style, or whatever they call it. What? Yeah, they have, like, a secret menu. Oh, no, I don't. I don't you know what's overrated? I'm really a square. You know what's overrated? Whataburger. 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 Now, I like Whataburger, but, uh, I won't, like, choose it over many things. Like, I would choose Taco Bell over Whataburger. The burgers are and I'd probably choose Wendy's over Whataburger. Um, but yeah, hey, comment below your favorite fast food, food restaurant, food place. Um, this has been episode five. Uh, on deux, trois, quatre, cinq. What's five in Spanish? Uh, cinco. cinco. This has been episode cinco, cinq, five. Uh, uh, nobody asked for this. Where we talk about things that you didn't ask about and you don't care about and you didn't ask our opinion for. Um, so, anyways, have a good um, day, night, evening, morning, 3 a.m., noon, whatever time you're watching this. See ya.